I've got a giant, pulsating, unexplained phenomenon. The queen is a lizard. I've left bloodstains on the carpet. Top 10 saddest anime deaths. Why don't you come and explain this cryptid? Scooby-Doo monsters unleashed. I've got an unexplained sighting to show you. I'm feeling Illuminati. Give me another mystery, Daddy. Oh, this goes all the way to the top. It's a conspiracy. I've never been to school. Oh no, all my theories are leaking out of me. Ah! Those leaks are gonna ruin the upholstery. Dear listener, um, this is episode little number nine, the penultimate epi of this season of Sticky Leaks. It's a very special episode because due to the pandemia, we have been apart for so long, but now we're in the same room. Amy's fucking bright ass new apartment, Barry homeowner, in the flesh, can hear the echo. How's it going, Barry? We're coming at you live from Pomeroy Towers. (laughs) I'm a Tory now. Um, <laughs> it's going really well. Um, Amy's royal blue is everywhere. There's pictures of David Cameron. It's very gorgeous, very sensitively done, I think. Yeah, um, I just had to buy like loads of Union Jack throw pillows to put everywhere. And like, I've got this like really nice picture, which is like a New York skyscraper mm, like scene at night. Honestly, I mean, it's, it's visual, obviously, but... If we could describe it to you, we would. It's just so gorgeous. And it's got that one um, <laughs> single yellow taxi. Yeah. Even though it's in black and white. <laughs> and there's someone's done a bit of like jewel, jewel work on it, a bit of diamante on it, yeah. just on the driver's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Star, yeah. Starry eyes, starry skies. And right over my bed, there's a like a framed picture of, of Robert Kilroy Silk. Yeah, driving a mini. <laughs> <laughs> In, like, racing green. <laughs> I think if I had a mini, I'd make it um, tan with uh, the St. George's flag on the roof, I reckon. I think that'd suit you really well. Can I tell you, actually, this is very true. I did. It was my dream car to have a red mini with a Union Jack on the roof. <laughs> I just thought it was cool. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> so many things. <laughs> my dad's got a mini that he bought off his mate, um, and it's... It is, I call it his Brexit car because it's silver and blue and it's got mm. silver and blue Union Jacks on um, <laughs> the roof and the wing mirrors. Genuinely looks like, an, uh, like a Blue Lives Matter car. It's horrid. <laughs> this is Carl Neal, uh, number one Brexit fan, living in the town of Maidenhead. Also, listeners, Maidenhead is where Amy's from. Maidenhead is famous for two things, Theresa May and paedophilia in the form of... What's his face? Rolf Harris. Rolf Harris. And Amy has moved to the sunny shores of um, Peckham and <laughs> is directly opposite of primary school. <laughs> you can take the girl out of Maiden Ed. If you can't take Maiden Ed out of the girl. Oi, oi! Yeah, you can like look over my balcony and you can see Canary Wharf and also the primary school. Yeah, the two main sites of London. Yeah. Pure, <laughs> sheer capitalism. 
and a child collecting his reading folder. <laughs> there's um there's a new primary school that that opened up uh, just down the road, and it's literally a two minute walk from Rolf Harris's house. <laughs> <laughs> and they they built a bridge next to it where you can if you climb the bridge you can see right into the playground you can see everything and my dad's called it the pedo bridge of course um and there was one time i think i was living at home at the time and my mum literally came up the stairs uh banged on my door (laughs) and i was like what do you want and she was like rolf harris has been sighted in the playground (laughs) she was like it's gonna be it's gonna be on the news it's gonna be on the news she was like i texted the head teacher Apparently he went in and someone was doing a wood carving and Rolf Harris just walked into the primary school, Ugh, into the playground, uh, off the pedo bridge and was like, I like your wood. Oh, and he would say that. That's so Rolf. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pedophile. He signed pictures of my guinea pigs when I was younger. See, it's rubbing off on you, clearly. Yeah. Is that the one that died in 9-11? Yep. <laughs> You'll have a life marred by so much tragedy, Amy. I know. (laughs) I actually deserve a Pride of Britain award, I think, just for my tenacity. I think you do. Maybe when when it's the 20-year anniversary of your guinea pig's death on September the 11th, 2021, maybe that will happen. Oh my God, it's this year. It is this year. Shall I get you a framed photograph of Dusty? Please. Um, with when you, it's like air, it's got the fade in the background of the t- of the towers. And it says never forget, <laughs> and then in brackets the guinea pig. <laughs> I'd love that. I hear they erected a freedom tower about Dusty, so that's all good, isn't it? Yeah, that's what she deserved. <laughs> oh my god! Absolute fucking foul, uh, loathsome people we are. Um, we're going to have to put another paedophile content warning on this episode. <laughs> it's 2021 and we're having to do that every week now. God, me doing a sincere content warning for anyone that listens to this garbage. Um, I think the content warning is in the name itself. Once you get to the name Sticky Leaks, I think you've already hit your mark and you're, you're done. Yeah, stop being a baby. Grow up. Stop being a baby. Grow up. Get over it. Um, tell me about your little mystery this week. Give me some clues as to what you've uncovered. Well, I thought that we've covered lots of different mysteries at this point. We've done salacious, royal gossip, Mm -hmm. um, we've done celebrities, we've done the CIA, Mm -hmm. we've done cryptids, we've done batshit, flat earth theories. Mm -hmm. The one thing we haven't haven't done so far is a real spooky haunting. A spoop. A spoopy spoop. A spoopy. I I cannot stand the word spoopy spoopy doopy <laughs> i hate halloween i love halloween as, as just a like just as a one of your concept. boomer views yeah i just hate it hate it fuck you i just think it's embarrassing and boring and tedious if i had to rank them halloween is on top by far then it's easter because the long weekend plus chocolate um and then i don't want to go straight to christmas there's nothing else is there really I mean, there's Valentine's Day, but neither of us. Oh, <laughs> Valentine's Day, I don't even factor into my like thought process. It doesn't register to me. Mm. It like doesn't touch the sides. Um, Christmas, I fucking hate, and I will live and die on that on that hill. Yeah, fair enough. It's always shit. Oh, well, the, like the two weeks before Christmas, are quite fun because you just get to get shit faced. I mean, I do like the idea that it's coming up to a long period of time off. Yeah. And everyone doesn't give a fuck. I like that aspect of it, and then everything else, I hate. Yeah, Except the Mrs. Brown's Boys Christmas special, which I watch every year. 
I love that. That makes me proud to be British. Oh, as it should Even be. Even though it's Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you shit yourself on Christmas Day once? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I was... I think we were playing... It was one of those Christmases, well, like, every Christmas, where my family, like, got bored of each other's company, like, the day we all arrived back home. So, like, I want to say, like, the, the 23rd. And so by Christmas Day, I was absolutely checked out. I remember, like, like we don't have music on in the house at Christmas. We don't drink. My family don't really drink. We just wait for dinner. And we're not allowed to, we're not allowed to watch TV. What? TV is off all day because it's Why? a family day, even though no one talks to each other. Oh. Um, so it's just kind of, it's just waiting around a long time. Unless you get, like, a, a sick gift. And my sister usually would get one of those, like, remote control helicopters. And she'd get that every year and break it by 3pm. So it was post the breaking of the helicopter. And my sis, me and my sister and dad sat on the floor, not even at the table, sat on the floor and played Trivial Pursuit for a bit. And then I remember just, just kind of like disassociated. I was in like one of those like Fuji states and shat myself. Like a bit of poo came out. And I just was like really curious by it. Like nothing, nothing prompted it. It was like, I don't really, I have above average rectal integrity, I would say. And like... I know that's I know that's disputed in many of, of the press circles, but I will say that as a person who's experienced pooing myself as me, um, and it just came out, and I was just like, oh, all right, I guess this is just a new development in the day, and this is something I can deal with as a as a means to waste more time. <laughs> so I just went upstairs and changed my trousers and pants, had a oh. little bit of a shower, came back down, and didn't really talk about it. Well, at least you got out of like spending more time with your family. Exactly. I know, and like, I love a board game, you know me, I know you hate them, but like, I always win, and maybe like 70% of the way through, all my family get bored of it, because like, I'm winning and taking it seriously, and no one else is, so they just give up, and it fucking infuriates me, (laughs) and I need to know, I need to to be completed, I need to have won, I don't have any chill. (laughs) I don't understand how someone with... Because your attention span is it's not great. No, it's in... really, really small. <laughs> I don't understand Like, how... TikToks are too long for me. I miss fine, because TikToks are a minute and I get bored. <laughs> I don't know how you can sit there and play a board game for, like, three hours. I find it really constantly engaging. Well, I hate it when it's someone else's turn. I love it to be my turn. <laughs> And especially when you're playing with a few people, actually, that's, I get so bored when it's not my turn. (laughs) Like, we play Mono Deal, you know that, I'm sure you have never heard of it. So, in lockdown, me and my housemate Hugo and um, my housemate Mimi, and we had a couple of other people stay with us. At max, five people playing this game, which is so fast-paced. And even in the 30 seconds when it wasn't my turn, I was furious. I was so bored. (laughs) Because I just loved it being my turn. (laughs) You're horrid. You're but then, horrid. I will say, I would never fucking play that Catan thing. I like quick, quick, quick oh, board games okay. where I can succeed quickly. I'm not like, learning rules about some settler's thing or, or risk or whatever. I fucking hate that. Monopoly is the longest I'll go because I can exist within the rules of Monopoly. I can get involved. I, I played Monopoly when I was in Australia and I was such a cunt that mm-hmm. for a week afterwards um, I kept making like dodgy deals there was a Scottish <laughs> boy there was a Scottish Look boy that ended up. literally like followed me round the hostel calling me David Cameron for a week and I bless that boy <laughs> I bless him with every ounce of my soul because he's right you are <laughs> straight from Maidenhead to the Pom Tower 
you know not stopped past go because you don't need the money (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah right well um i am gonna talk to you today about a spooky (laughs) 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 fuck off it's not your turn um oh no so this is a particularly famous haunted house story amityville horror no oh fuck it's uh it's actually it's quite local to here is it the house i stayed in in scotland that one year when it was haunted no can you when tell someone... me about that well i was staying in a house in scotland one year and it was haunted and usually we stay in this house that's new, that was directly next door to it which was just like a chill hat we had like three big families we're all from up scot in scotland and three of us families all stay in like one big house together and it's a bit cramped or whatever but it's kind of chill it's a vibe we had one year it wasn't available, so we had to stay next door, and it was freezing cold inside. Like all wood paneling, very dark wood, um, lots of framed pictures of like terrifying looking people, looking stern. Um, the dogs would never sleep downstairs because they were too skittish and they was they were trembling all the time. They wouldn't be in the kitchen oh. ever because there was something in the kitchen they didn't like. No one wanted to be in any room alone. It was that kind of vibe. Oh. Lots of cut off dark corridors, and you kind of had to, and it was small spaces. Um, Obviously, I loved it, and I used my cousin's DVD player and bought every horror film in the local like corner shop where they sold like DVDs for ninety nine p. Bought like, The Descent, like The Shining, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and was just like watching them in my bed in my haunted room where all the kids had left their separate rooms and moved into one room because they couldn't be by themselves. And I fucking loved it. And then one day, I was having a shit, and everyone was out apart from I thought my sister. But and it's like I was having a, at midday having shit. Someone like raps on the door like so hard on the door, like knocking, and I was just like, "Sarah, fuck off, leave me alone." Um, finished up, did the necessary wipes, came out, no one there, and then I like no one was in the house at all. The door was like Aww. completely shut. No one was there, and all the kid, the parents had gone out somewhere for like the day, and all the kids had gone down to play, like play down the street in some like like the park or whatever, and. It was just me in there. And oh. I thought for ages it was just them like playing a trick on me, but they, I told them about it and they all cried. <laughs> 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 and they were so scared. <laughs> I can imagine you being possessed though. Like, yeah. you're quite like... I fucking, oh, Amy, I love it. I would <laughs> love it. You're quite demonic as it is. And I'd love the attention. You would. <laughs> I would like to be not... Actually, no, I don't know. Someone else just taking control for a bit would do me good. I, I need a bit of R&R. If a demon took over the body for a bit and I was just watching from up, from up on high, mm. like, you know, you can see your body from, like, an astral plane. I'd quite like that. Yeah. Probably quite relaxing. So I always, like... I'm always quite confused by, like, zombie movies and movies where people get possessed because people are doing... They're trying so hard not to get, like, zombified or whatever or, like, get possessed. And it's like... Why? If it's happening to everyone else, like, why do you want to be the one that's left over? This is the thing, I, I would never want to survive something like that. Because no. no showers, no internet would be so boring to me. Um, you'd probably survive, realistically, you'd survive with straight white men who have, like, prepped yep. for that kind of thing. They either live in, like, at, like good houses, have weaponry, have a 4x4. Four four. I don't want to know anyone with any of these qualities, and I don't want to spend time with them, let alone live with them full time, and have to, like, depend on them. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And also, like, just imagine, like, rebuilding society. No, no I would fucking not... thank you. I have no interest in it. I literally don't. Like, 
Ugh. No, zombies are not the one for me. I'd like to have the fun of like day one and two running around being like, ah, <laughs> oh my God, crazy. <laughs> and then you kind of see how it shakes out. Like Shaun of the Dead, they all kind of survive it, get over it. And they'll go on like Vernon K afterwards. Fine. But like fast zombies or whatever, when we're all going to die, kill me day one. Yeah. I'd Honestly. get, I'd get taken in the first like swarm. <laughs> It'd be one of those ones where, like, it was a, it was a quiet like moment. We were like reflecting, and then like out of nowhere, you get taken through the sunroof of the car, <laughs> and you'd be like, ah! and your legs would dangle a bit, and we'd be like, classic. Uh, this is classic. There you go, Amy. This is classic Muggins behaviour. <laughs> to to be seized. No, I, yeah, I, you would be seized. I would be seized, but I would have I would have taken every single precaution. I'd have like. <laughs> Boarded up, no, I'd have boarded up all of the windows of my house and you'd have just strolled in through the front door and left it open and then it would snatch me out of it <laughs> while you were having a shit. I mean, that sounds familiar, doesn't it, Amy? <laughs> you take every precaution against a worldwide virus <laughs> and due to someone else's ineptitude, you go down hardest. <laughs> <laughs> I did catch coronavirus off uh, a cop. Don't talk to me. After you'd been isolating for, what, two months? Wasn't it crazy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You hadn't left the suburbs of London for two months. I hadn't left my house for two months. The suburbs. And you were taken out by a cop. <laughs> and still feeling the effects, as we all are. And now I have chronic fatigue syndrome. <laughs> thanks to the, the carceral state. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, fuck that. So, um, I guess that's a, a nice segue of, you know, being possessed by, by something otherworldly to kind of link in with my story today. Where I'm going to tell you about the Enfield poltergeist. Ooh, that is up near me. Mm. Oh, okay. I went to Enfield the other day. Why? For a date, didn't I? Oh, yeah. That lad didn't work out, but... Maybe he was a poltergeist. Um, no, because I would still be with him. I'd be interested. Yeah. He wasn't that interesting. I was going to say, like, what ghost would you be if you were a ghost? Poltergeist. You would absolutely be a poltergeist. Why would I be some kind of, like, frail bitch in a nighty, just, like, standing in a corridor going... Like, kind of just apologising for my existence, upsetting a few, like, Airbnb travellers. I wouldn't be up in the action. Yeah. I'd be, like, knocking over chairs. I want to flip someone's door across the room. <laughs> I want to yeet someone's door. <laughs> that bit in The Conjuring where they're having, like, a nice moment. It's a bit of comedy, like, relief. And then suddenly someone's daughter gets yeeted. <laughs> That's actually very apt, because I'm going to That's what... Um, it's Conjuring a, 2 is, is based is the end, on the Conjuring, Conjuring 1 is yeah the, the, the American one and Conjuring 2 is in Enfield yeah. where no one has no one's English and they pretend to be and oh, for some that. reason she has a really big house in Enfield with a basement no <laughs> it's not the one.com um, yeah so I've not seen The Conjuring 2 I have actually seen The Conjuring 1 but as modern horror films go not bad I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. Conjuring 2 is quite fun. It's stupid. I quite like a stupid horror movie. Like, I, I get very scared of things. But It's one of those ones that doesn't trust that it's scary and it has to add in something like CGI nonsense monster. Mm. So there's a creepy old man ghost in it who I'm assuming is the Enfield poltergeist or whatever. Mm. And he, who is really scary because he just like... One of those ones where like it, you just see it randomly in the background of a shot and suddenly someone's in the armchair and they're breathing and it's creepy. And then suddenly there's some fucking clown monster that's chasing him out of a jack-in-the-box. And it's just like, edit, 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 edit. Take that out. Don't show the fucking monster. This is it. The it franchise for me. Fucking bullshit. Yeah. It's all nonsense. CGI nonsense. And it was like that. Do you remember we watched that Zoom 
horror mm. movie that Dope. was really scary Dope. until they showed the monster and yeah. it was stupid. The end credits, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the very, very last shot of that movie. <laughs> but that's, that, that's why Blair Witch is so good because you don't ever see anything. It's just psychological. Mm. So I'm just random. I'm going about horror films now. I would be... If I was um, a ghost, I would be the... Um, like the personification of someone's mental health problem. I would be the Babadook. The Babadook. Yeah. <laughs> a, a queer child screaming monster. Yeah. yeah. With with a fancy top hat. <laughs> a fancy top hat strolling into someone's house to get into psychosis. <laughs> <laughs> and you would like proceed your arrival by delivering a book about you. Yeah. <laughs> An instruction manual as, as to how to avoid, how to get, how, sharing best practice. Yeah. <laughs> a best practice playbook that's basically one of those ikea um instruction booklets <laughs> <laughs> with all the like bits that you need to have a breakdown with <laughs> that's me from the makers of maleficent and cruella comes an iconic new origin story for one of disney's most misunderstood characters the hunter that killed bambi's mum. this july we finally get to understand his side of the story. See his humble beginnings at a primary school and then secondary school, and watch as he becomes an earnest young man who finds out he has a natural affinity with animal murder. This bold retelling of a classic tale will make you ponder whose side you're really on. Starring Timothy Chalamet as a feisty young hunter who's got dyslexia or something relatable like that, and Miley Cyrus as a wise-cracking young shotgun with everything to prove. This film will make you question everything you know about this iconic villain by framing Bambi's mum as a slut bitch who got what she deserved. And featuring Disney's first ever gay character, a local munter who has no lines, no backstory and is strongly hinted to be a paedophile. The hunter that killed Bambi's mum. Who's in your crosshair? From the makers of Michael Palin in North Korea, cruising with Jane McDonald and Flog It, comes a brand new reality TV experience, Celebrity Finger Blaster. We take 12 celebrities to a holiday camp and put them through a series of borderline human rights abuses to find out who is Britain's most persistent fingerer. Each week, our celebrity lineup, including Claire Balding, Ainsley Harriet, and David Attenborough, must take part in a different fingering challenge. No matter what the circumstances are, each celebrity must pound until their knuckles are raw or be put to death by firing squad. Who will be the champion of finger blasting their teammate as they're suspended from a zip wire over a shark infested pool? Being kept hostage by that strange puppet man from the Saw franchise or at an Ed Sheeran concert? Tune in to Celebrity Finger Blaster on Mondays at 6pm to find out and watch the fingering begin! going to talk to you about the Enfield poltergeist. So um, I'm setting the scene. It's the 31st of August 1977. 1977? Yeah. Um, so yeah, kind of late 70s, Virgo season. Mm -hmm. um, and we're at 284 Green Street in Enfield, um, which is like a semi-detached kind of council house on a, on a council estate. Let me pinpoint it. Let me look on the maps. Find the nearest pub. Oh yeah, that, that would mm. help actually. 
Tell me again, Green Street, Enfield. 284 Green Street in Enfield. Okay. Oh, it's near, it's like Edmonton. Mm. That's where my friend Tolly's from. Nearest tube, oh, Enfield Town, nearest tube station. Well, what's the nearest, like, little supermarket? Like, where would you go and get your beers if you live there? Oh, you've got a good fried chicken shop right by primary school. <laughs> again. Um, again. You've got some, like, local super you've got some like little kind of like local supermarkets you've got a vape pub now you've got a costa coffee you've got a shisha lounge not bad you've got a card and party zone i'm um, like a Ooh. clinton's kind of vibe um a pharmacy oh greg's that's where i go solid solid oh and co-op oh my god quite bougie oh, great okay Maybe so it's come up in the world yeah um so in this house and what mcdonald's oh you've got everything you need you I do. don't feel sorry for these people anymore. So, um, in this house lives uh, Peggy Hodgson, who is a mum, and she mm-hmm. rents this house with her four kids. So there's Margaret, who's 13, mm-hmm. Janet, who's 11, and then the two boys, Johnny, who's 10, and Billy, who's 7. Love Johnny that. and Billy are such lovely, like, little boy names. I'd be Billy, I reckon. You'd be, you'd definitely be Janet. Because I know, <laughs> I know that she gets yeared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jana's like the focus of this story. Um, and um, yeah, I'm actually going to show you a very quick picture of Janet because she's a fucking bucktooth icon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that. Like, she is, she's not happy. She's not happy at all. She's not having the best time. Um, so, on this night, Peggy had put uh, all the kids to bed. Um, and she was like sat downstairs and she heard this weird scraping noises from upstairs. Mm. So um, she rushes upstairs and she opens the door of her kid's room um, and she sees this heavy wooden dresser sliding across the room on its own. Like it's just fucking going <gasps> for it. Um, and the kids were all in their beds just like watching in horror. Um, and so <laughs> Peggy does what any good mum does. She just pushes it back in place. <laughs> <laughs> like none of, none of this that is such a british mum having absolutely no time for it <laughs> the american mums would be like running around screaming the british mum pushed it back and like absolutely i'm, I'm having a night like <laughs> let me have my glass of wine and go to bed <laughs> yeah so she's like having absolutely none of it she pushed it back in place but as soon as she did it like it moved again um and she heard the sound of someone like knocking on the walls so she was a bit spooked by this. So she went next door um, to get a second opinion from her neighbour. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like a second opinion is something that you get, like, when you've maybe, like, got a bad tummy. <laughs> <laughs> Not for when you're, like, large pieces of furniture are just moving about in your home. In your, like, children's bedroom. <laughs> like, smacking against the walls. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, Boomer's a weird man. So weird. Um, so she like rings the police after the second opinion. The neighbor's like, "Mate, Peggy, you got to call the police." So she's like, "All right then." Um, and the police turn up, and one of the police constables said that she saw a chair wobble and slide, <laughs> as one is wont to do. <laughs> Just like generally, my dance moves. <laughs> uh, but she couldn't see like what caused it to do so, and they were like, "Peggy, mate, just go to bed. It's, it's fine." Um, and this, like, is the start of 18 months of absolute top-quality haunting. Mm. So, over the course of the next sort of year and a half, 
like there's like pure chaos in this house. Um, people he- heard disembodied voices, loud noises, toys were thrown all over the place, chairs were upturned, um, and um, in particular, 11-year-old Janet was having the time <laughs> of her absolute life. <laughs> um, apparently she just used to levitate. <laughs> <laughs> just like hanging out over her bed. Come on, do a leafer. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was just like, just just chilling like in midair. Um, she used to have like violent trances, levitating. She's not particularly pleased about the whole thing. Um, and it's, and it all got a bit weird and there was like loads of, loads of shit going on. So they were like, right, we've got to call some experts. Um, and they called these two guys from um, the Society for Psychical Research. Okay, us in the 70s. Yeah, definitely. love that. They were called Maurice Gross. Oh, uh, you. <laughs> and Guy Lion Playfair. Oh my God. Actually, no, that's you. <laughs> I'll take the gross one. <laughs> Guy Lion Playfair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's... Like, actual Ghostbusters. <laughs> but that is the dumbest fucking name I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> oh my um, god. Yeah, and these guys, like, went to the house and they investigated and they reported curious whistling and barking noises coming from Janet's general direction. <laughs> <laughs> okay, your parents' evening. <laughs> that's, your year, that's your school report. <laughs> I'd love, I'd love to be referenced in that way. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it great? Like, and I you just can, love you that. can tell that Janet is a chaos bitch. She is. Do we know what star sign she is? Um, I didn't look into it actually. Should we find out? Let's get. I mean, you know, you know her name. Her Janet birth. Hodgson. Birth date. Tenth oh. November. Scorpio. She's a bit of us. She's a bit of us. It, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, James, do you want to talk about your um, your reason? revelation? Oh, no, this has happened in James between episodes. James has been possessed by the scorpion. Ugh. Basically, and I know that everyone is on tent hooks right now because every single one of our listeners cares deeply about the stars, but I, for a long, long time of my life, thought I was a Sagittarius rising sign, Leo, Leo Sun Sag Moon. Turns out my mum got my birthday wrong, found my actual certificate, I'm actually called Baby Boy Collins as well. Hilarious. Love that for me. But Scorpio Ascendant, it's a whole new, it's a whole new thing. Just like which, me, listeners. Which comes, so this is like the, the, when you first meet someone, the, the, the kind of like your first impression of somebody. And I, when I read about it, it was just like, no, you're not nice. <laughs> no one likes you. Well, no, not one likes you. Everyone's intimidated by you. That you have like a mysterious quality. I'm like there's no there's not a mystery about me at all. I am like I am like an, a knocked over food waste bin that's been pulled apart by a fox and everyone can see what you've had for dinner. Like there's no there's nothing there's no mystery with me at all. What you see is what you get, sadly. <laughs> I'm always like there's fascinated no eggs. By, by people who are mysteries. Because Why? I'm also like I remember when I first started therapy with my new therapist, um, and she was like, Do you find it hard to talk about your feelings? And I was like Pfft. No. No, literally. No. Two minutes of me and I would tell you everything that's ever happened to me. <laughs> Did I tell you the other day that I was like talking, I have an issue at work where like I don't respect people's authority very much and like I will chat to whoever. 
because I'm not going to go through the, the PA system and like arrange a meet. I just think, I just feel like that's bullshit. Or I just don't bother to look up what someone's title is before I talk to them casually. Mm. Um, and I was just chatting to this really senior woman the other day about something I needed from her. And she was a bit irate with me because she was very busy and I was talking to her like she was just my pal. <laughs> <laughs> and like using a nickname for her when we hadn't established those rules yet. Um, just assuming she goes by Joe instead of Joanne. Um, but um, she just, she really, like, I think to, to get rid of me, she was like, um, my dad's had a mental health episode and I need to take, I, have, I had yesterday off, which is whatever, a very hard time. And I just was like, let's talk about it. <laughs> and I, me and her had a back and forth for like, all day long, just chatting with very, very intense personal information. <laughs> I've never met this woman. <laughs> but now that. me and her are buddies. Trauma bonding. Trauma bonding. You can do it anywhere. Do it at the bus. <laughs> do it at the bar. Do it do at work. It, do it with the senior talent acquisition person at Warner Music. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when um, I had a bit of a mental health episode in my new job and I'd been there like two months. Um, and um, I, I went to go and talk to my boss and I was like, Phil, um, yeah, as you, you should know something about me that, you know, I've, I've got bipolar. And he was like, yeah, Amy, I know because you, you spent, you told me that in quite a lot of detail the last time we went to the pub and then spent the rest of the night <laughs> trying to convince me to go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, when you're not like, <laughs> when you're not scouting for LinkedIn, you're, um, you're telling people to go to therapy. You have two modes. You get to a certain point, you get like maybe four beers in, your eyes go black and suddenly you're either in like recruitment, you're in a job interview or you're telling everyone about their personal traumas. (laughs) There's no off switch at all. Yeah, imagine me um, with with Janet from Edmonton. Imagine you in the very first smoking area post lockdown. What's going to be unleashed? (laughs) I'm I'm terrified, honestly. I can't wait to see what happens to me this, tonight. Like, I'm seeing the most people I've seen in, like, a year. Yeah, and people you don't really know very well. I know. God, I wonder what you're going to pathologise them with. <laughs> um, right, so um, they had two people from the Psychical Research Society um, come along. Um, and then they also invited two American demonologists... Okay, actually me. <laughs> Ed and Lorraine Warren. Oh, of course. Yeah. I'm sorry, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so basically like Lest a... we forget, by the way. <laughs> Christian like... propaganda. <laughs> they're like a, like, I guess like a 1970s, like Derek Acora and Yvette Fielding. They're like a bit of a gruesome twosome. But they're a power couple. And they fuck. You know they fuck. Because, <laughs> like... I know. I only know them from the films, obviously, where they're portrayed as hot. When they're, in reality, they're not. Yeah. But um, they definitely fuck. They definitely have like an aura about them. She is like a clairvoyant. I think yeah. she has like she can kind of like read the vibes, and he is kind of like her manager and um, PA, <laughs> <laughs> and does all the talking because he that. would, wouldn't he? Yeah, but she like runs the show. She Lorraine is like she's the talent. Yeah, Lorraine's the talent, and he's the manager. Um, yeah, so they, like, visit the house, um, and they're like, yeah, there's definitely something supernatural going on. So, during these investigations, um, they, um, got Janet on tape, levitating over the bed, and (laughs) and speaking in, like, a rasping male voice, um, and I'm gonna say this in a voice not unlike the one that Janet used. Mm -hmm. Just before I died, I went blind. 
and then I had a hemorrhage and I fell asleep. I fell asleep and I died in the chair in the corner downstairs. Oh. Yeah. Um, and this is said to be the voice of a guy called Bill Wilkins. Love. Who is described as a foul-mouthed, grumpy old man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the tag is back. Yeah. And it's, and it's on you again. <laughs> uh, who died in the house many years ago um, and has decided to, um, like, inhabit the body of an 11-year-old girl. Pedophile. Okay, yeah, pedophile. Yeah. Content um, warning. Yeah. So Janet's like captured on tape multiple times, telling reporters to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, in the seventies, that was quite the thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. Um, singing nursery rhymes and alluding to a past life in the house. Um, Bill. <laughs> Bill also said via Janet that I'm invisible because I'm a ghost. <laughs> And like one of, one of the, the researchers, Morris Grace, was like, he's got quite a sense of humour, this ghost. <laughs> Do we know, this pre, is this pre or post The Exorcist coming out? Because that, that's a 70s horror film. I want to um, say, say early 70s, but I'm not sure. Maybe This is 77, right? Yeah, so this is a few years after. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, hold that thought. Hold the thought. Hold that thought. Um, and I guess the, the final piece of evidence was that a photographer turned up to capture Janet levitating. Like, he obviously got a call. She's like, <laughs> she's floating again. Oh, come down. Come, come get, she's on the, she's on the ceiling again. Come on. <laughs> um, just and he, to shut up. <laughs> he opened the door. My house, her. my rules. He <laughs> <laughs> was just doing real house way of catchphrases. Catch <laughs> I don't need a man because I'm dead. <laughs> you know those like wine mum house yeah. signs. It's like in this house we levitate. We're, we're possessed by demons. We throw furniture, but most of all we love each other. Live, laugh, levitate. <laughs> um, I'm going to show you a picture of Janet levitating. Oh um, please! Because. She is having the time of her life. That just looks like she's pure jumping. Is that a picture of Jimmy Savile on her wall? Um, I don't know who it is. That I looks like it, Jimmy Savile. It looks a bit like Jimmy Savile. It's proper 70s, that, that room. But it does just look that like is, she's that, jumping off the bed. It looks like she's jumping. That room is wretched, by the way. <laughs> to like... describe it, it's like very dark wallpaper, very dark carpet, two beds with like... Three t- beds? Oh, three beds, sorry. Um, and lots of pictures of old men <laughs> and one single balloon and then obviously centrepiece Janet's bl- yeeting absolutely yeeting absolutely yeeting and she's like shouting and there's like two but children in one bed it would be in the sun wouldn't it yeah your um, website absolutely. of choice yeah, let's just ignore the fact that I've given the sun some clicks just to get a picture of my gorgeous little Janet um, so like this photographer turned up to capture this, this picture um, and when he opened the door to the house a barrage of marbles and Lego bricks were hurled by the spirit at him. This is... Nothing that's happened so far is not something that you would do as a teen. <laughs> <laughs> be a gobby Lego brick throwing yob. Yeah, I'd be like, get out of my fucking house. <laughs> Let me live. Classic Janet. Classic Janet. <laughs> 
Hi everyone, it's your favourite co-host of your favourite podcast, Sticky Leaks. It's Amy Alexandra Neald here. Now usually I would be coming at you with some incredible branded partnership where some of your favourite organisations, causes and social enterprises advertise on our incredible podcast in exchange for reaching a new queer audience. Um, And I could be doing that, but to be honest lads... I've got my own personal message to send out today, and that is, I am fucking done. I'm fucking tired. I just can't be bothered anymore. And to be honest, all I want is for someone to come around and fucking kill me. Just like come into my house and maybe like get a teaspoon and like scoop out my brains and give me like some kind of lobotomy. Or it doesn't even need to be like that nice. Just come around with a fucking axe and like lop my head off. Honestly, I've had enough. I deserve it. And. All, all I'm looking for in life is for someone to put a fucking end to it. Um, so, yeah, like, whoever hears this first, just come around to my house and fucking kill me. Thanks, bye! Ugh, sorry about that. This is your actual favourite co-host of your actual favourite podcast, James Christopher Collins, here, just to be like, ugh, whatever, Amy, we get it. You want to die? Cool. We want you to die as well. And that's why I'm going to come on here and uh, pledge that I will be the one to kill Amy. And I will do it clean, swift, and true. And you won't have to fucking worry about that whiny little fucking bitch ever again. Thank you very much. This was precious out of time that I've wasted. Could have got so much money. I'd, I'd fucking Blackwater come up to me and be like, can you sell us these new landmines? Can they give me a tidy sum? I was like, one sec. Let me just quickly pop on the pod and pledge to uh, murder my friend. Like, that's the kind of good person I am. Um, I don't care about money, I just care about Amy Neild's swift and true death. Thank you so much for your time. Um, and like, Janet is, she sounds like a bit of a legend, but she's like, I guess you're onto the right path here. She's been accused of making things up. Um, right, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, they set up a video camera in the room next door um, and had like the, or like a screen in the room next door and they had a camera in her room and they caught her bending spoons and attempting to bend an iron bar. <laughs> <laughs> and she was also seen banging a broom handle on the ceiling and also hiding the ghost investigator's tape recorder. So she's obviously doing something. She's fucking about. She is fucking but about. But how do we know that's not Bill Wilkins fucking about? Well, exactly. And, like, Janet and Bill Wilkins became kind of, like, the same person. Um, and when they, when Janet was possessed by him, um, critics said that, you know, it was Janet because Bill, um, when he was, like, speaking through Janet, he had a habit of changing the topic, which was also a ha- habit that Janet had. And they were like, this has got to be the same person. I see, I see. Yeah. And not, um, uh, not at all very common trait in person yeah no No. i've never changed the topic of conversation ever in my life um so janet and margaret were like they were kind of quizzed and they sort of admitted to pranking journalists um Mm. because they were getting loads of attention and stuff um and all these like ghostbusters were laughed at by other researchers for being easily duped by like teenage girls janet legend um and um yeah there were like all of these experts saying that um the girl's behavior was suspicious and that they were just kind of making it up for attention 
Janet was also accused of being a ventriloquist (laughs) by an American magician called Milbourne Christopher. What is with the fucking names in this show? Show. Uh, Historical lifetime. Um, Milbourne. (laughs) Milbourne Christopher. A magician. (laughs) As we all know, the world's worst profession. Yeah, like a male magician. Would you rather... So say you're, you meet someone on a steamy weekend, you know, like all bets are off. Like you're in like, I don't know, Mauritius. <laughs> you meet yes. someone, really vibe with them. Like you go back, you're like, oh my God, I live in London too. When we get back to real life, what a gorgeous coincidence. You don't mention work at all. You get back. Would you be more outraged if they were a magician or a cop? A magician. Me too. <laughs> Not to say they're not both reprehensible. <laughs> I, right, so when I was in Australia, I ended up, we like went out um, for drinks and I just ended up in the corner of this bar and this guy started talking to me and it turned out he was a magician <laughs> and he'd set up his own like travelling magic show and he was telling me all about the SEO on his magician website. Fuck off. <laughs> and I was like trying to get away from it and I accidentally like knocked an entire pint over on onto him good um and he got really upset um and i was like oh i'm sorry like let me just go and get some napkins go and like clear it up um and um and he was like oh no 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 it's fine don't don't worry about it. don't worry about it and then he was like he just stopped he was like do you ever think why you always need a piss when you're on an airplane and i was like what? what? It, yeah, it was weird. Anyway, that was a shit story, but like, did I have not, been in the company of a magician. Did you have an answer for that? No. He just oh. wanted me to stay and just ask me that question. Anyway. Oh, um, that sounds like some weird kind of like male pickup line thing. Yeah. Like the game or whatever it's called. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it was grim. Um, and I told him I was a lesbian like 25 times. So. Oh, that, like, that honestly just bounces off him. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Like, a magician has never listened to that. No. The only time I've ever like really come into contact with one was when I was with friend of the pod, Kate Duckney, friend of the pod who's never listened to the pod, um, Kate Duckney, and we were at some like bar in London Bridge after not seeing each other for a while, and we were just like having a, a, a lovely catch up, and a magician walked towards us with some cards. We were both just went no, <laughs> <laughs> and he just walked, it was like and walked away again. I so I hate like street entertainers. Yeah, fair. And I think I hate magicians even more. Yeah, fair. I mean, they're often less magicians versatile. are doing it. Yeah, less versatile. All, they specific... often follow you and they're more in your face and they're often inside. Yeah. Well, that's my thing. Someone is paying a magician to be there. Awful. Imagine going to a straight person's my, wedding. Actually, and... my pub used to do that. What? My pub would pay both bagpipe players in a very small, crowded, like, Georgian townhouse in York to go table to table play the fucking loud as shit bagpipes. <laughs> Um, and they'd, they'd charity bucket collect for like help for heroes, which I was often but, quoted saying was the worst charity. It is. And I was bucket I collecting for. Fund. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> and I was like bucket collecting in like as a joke behind them for people who have, have <laughs> help for people who listen to people help, helping heroes or something. <laughs> Being a cunt, I, mean, I got really really told off for that. But um, yeah, and a magician. He'd hire a magician as well. I never met with a magician. It was when I was in Australia, so I was I missed it, missed me with that, but. That magician was probably scared of you. And actually, no, I, I tell like that same magician came to our staff Christmas night out. <laughs> As like a member of staff. 
and I did meet him very briefly. Did he have long fingernails? I feel like male magicians always have oh, long fingernails. Definitely. Oof. Oof. Like I mean, loads of people who worked in like admin slash magician roles in that place were awful. Everyone on the floor was chill, and they were my girls. And I remember like te- like chatting to the girls, telling like a story about myself, obviously. And then this like, one of the admin girl, like this lady called Kerry, who was a nightmare. Um, walked out the bar fucking drunk and just stacked it so hard she like fell and like smacked it was like looked really painful and I was drunk and I literally apparently just looked at her paused a second and turned back and continued telling my story like nothing had ever happened <laughs> and that's the same attitude I hold for these people <laughs> I just love the dual role of like admin slash magician <laughs> imagine temping as a magician um <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, well, the the magician isn't actually the worst person in this. So the magician was like, mm-hmm. um, the poltergeist was nothing more than the antics of a little girl who wanted to cause trouble and who was very, very clever. Um, legend. Legend. Um, <clears throat> and then um, they went a step further from the magician and invited a ventriloquist round. So like... Someone who <laughs> mucked about with puppets, a bit like Rolf Harris. Um, oh, Jesus. Um, the ventriloquist visited the house and concluded that Janet's male voices were simply vocal tricks um, and not Bill, um, like, possessing her. Just let her have it. Just let, like, just believe her. This is these people. Believe they're women. Like, they, like, ha- like, they kind of capitalise on, like, whimsy as part of their career, but, like, won't let, like, but then gatekeep it. From poor yes. young, poor young levitating Enfield girls. <laughs> Let the girl have Bill. Fuck off. Yeah, but the, I think that's the thing. Like people love gatekeeping stuff from teenage girls. Oh yeah, completely. It's like whenever like a girl like buys a like motorhead T-shirt from like Forever Twenty One, they're like, you can't, you can't. And wear sorry, that have you listened to Moons and it's like, no, I don't give a shit. Oh, I yeah. like the T-shirt. That's can't that just be enough? Yeah. Like, it's embarrassing enough that you're wearing a Stewie from Family Guy t-shirt, you fucking virgin cunt. <laughs> you don't own music, you prick. Yeah. Prick. Ugh, fuck it, I fucking hate men. Yeah. Um, <laughs> believe 11-year-old girls, <laughs> whatever they do. Especially um, the levitating. <laughs> I just, like, yeah, just fucking... She sounds like a legend. Respect her. I love Janet. Um, although... People didn't love Janet. Janet was bullied at school, um, and she was mm. nicknamed Ghost Girl. <laughs> <laughs> the seventies, like this was now. This would be there would be hilarious. There'd be TikToks galore about fucking Janet. She'd be getting like, you know, when people like duet on TikTok, yeah. and she'd be getting t- the piss taken out of her. But the se- all the seventies could muster up is Ghost Girl. <laughs> but they went a step further Burn. with her brother. Um, Adjacent he, ghost boy. He, he was bullied at school and he was referred to as the freak boy from the ghost house. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Billy or Johnny? Poor. Mm. Either or. I feel sorry for them. I love Either or. Names. Two Either little or. boys. Love them. Yeah. The freak boys from the ghost house. <laughs> so they're like um, a couple of theories as to why this is all going on. Um, it first came, it sort of later came to light that before this haunted activity started that Janet and her sister had used a homemade Ouija board and that's like what invited mm-hmm. Bill in and we know we've we've been to a seance we did a Ouija board yeah wait we didn't do a Ouija board we did we did a seance 
It was like a, but it was a, it was like a plectern thing, like a Victorian parlor game that mm. we did. And you asked the ghost if it was non-binary. And you asked the ghost if it liked to read. <laughs> <laughs> We've all made mistakes. <laughs> Neither one of us asked the ghost like what hell was like or whatever. No. <laughs> are you like is are you real? Uh, like what's the deal with the afterlife? No. <laughs> I panicked. I, I was like, I was like, I was gonna ask it like. I don't know, like, what telly do you like? Um, who's going to win? It was from the 1600s, you, Amy. Who's going to win? Are you the one, the, the bisexual edition? They don't have TVs in the Red Lion pub, which is where it's bound to for all eternity. Yes, they do. They do have they? The, they have the, like, football on. Oh, I guess maybe you could watch yeah. it. Yeah. Surely it must know. I panicked, and I was like, well, what's the only medium that it would have, have known about? And books. But that's actually psycho if you think about it. Like, because, unless you're a poltergeist and you can, like, change the channel... You just are bound to watch whatever is on in the pub, which is in like inevitably yeah. football. <laughs> There's just loads Ugh. of football crazy, chocolate mad <laughs> <laughs> poltergeist about. Do you remember meeting that really like mouthy barmaid at like the beginning of it? And she was just like, Oh, it's so annoying working here, like bowling balls going up and down the roof all night long, it's so annoying all them ghosts. <laughs> she just like was really like normal about it. But and she was like, oh, have fun, darling, it'd be great. <laughs> We went up to the attic, was it? Yeah. And we like, and it was in a kind of so the the premise of it was my mate Reese, um, go him and two of his friends, go to like different locations around London, like different haunted locations, and do like seances and stuff, and then do like a small kind of like play slash kind of dramatic reading thing in the location about what happened there, which is a really fucking sick idea. And it got to the and they had like the East End mums who were the local ghost hunters who I still we should get them on the pod obviously oh. love oh, them they were so good I fucking loved them there was oh. a chance to win a trip to, to like some old like abandoned orphanage primary school an abandoned primary school in my end in my end yeah <laughs> at three in the morning with them and I was desperate to, to go to, to do it but I didn't win it um, won a severed eyeball instead um, but they were like who wants to talk to the ghost of this pub and like I think it was just me and you obviously were like immediately of course and then it was I want to say it was like a mum and a son we were with like yeah who were very nervous and scared yeah like really like visibly shaken and me and you <laughs> and that fuck we had that like the fingers on the thing and it was fucking twisting and spinning around it was and also there was a point where they were like oh where are you standing and it was literally like next to you on me and I and I felt a bit like weirdly prickly like mm. I was like and I felt faint when I walked through the door yeah I like almost passed out it was really weird yeah and then my fucking shirt got ripped do you remember no that my red shirt that I was wearing it was like ripped from there to there <gasps> down my shoulder like really like deep Cut. You got did by the ghost. I know. It undressed me. <laughs> did a little diddle. Um, yeah, and then they were like, oh, the ghost doesn't leave the location. Like, you're fine to summon it here. It'll just stay here. And then Reese was like, well, actually, one the, the girl I was doing it with, her and her boyfriend took a picture later that night, and there was a face in the background of the picture. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> it was like when we went on that ghost walk for Shah's birthday, and... <sighs> And um, around bank, because <laughs> Shah had to try and find like the only ghost walk that wasn't just about murdered women. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so it's just bankers. Yeah, and we like summoned a ghost at the end um, in the graveyard, and then like one of our friends went home and Duckers had like left her laptop playing <laughs> Oliver. 
<laughs> when uh, when Kat got home, um, she was like, Kate's laptop just started playing like the music of Oliver. The music of Oliver. <laughs> Completely unprompted yeah. when whilst closed, because the, at the very end of this ghost walk, there's this kind of like crowd pleasing moment where the guy was like, if you walk around this gra- this particular gravestone backwards three times and chant this specific thing, you'll summon a ghost that will come home with you. And like it's a spooky bit at the end of the tour, and everyone's supposed to be like, oh my god, crazy, because he does it like two and a half times, then just goes like, psych, not really gonna do it. Like, but any if anyone's brave enough. And you can tell on a usual tour, it would be like, no one would go fucking near it. Because everyone is by that point quite scared. Kate, without <laughs> blinking, went, yep. And was like, what do I do? Right, backwards, is it? Yep, cool, let's do it. <laughs> Did it immediately. Sent the ghost back home to Kat and her boyfriend while we went to All Bar One. <laughs> Didn't we, like, accidentally infiltrate a birthday party? I think so. <laughs> right, so the, yeah, so... Um... Janet's used this Ouija board. There was another theory going around that Peggy, the mum, was behind the whole thing. Classic. Um, as part of a ploy to get a better council house. <laughs> People <laughs> need to give the working class in this country a fucking break for once. <laughs> right? <laughs> She's, like, terrified. Let the bitch alone. Yeah, and like the idea that like she's just forcing Janet to levitate <laughs> so she can get a better house. Like this is like pre-Thatcher, so there were quite a lot of council houses around. This is such a that's life magazine um, story. <laughs> I got my daughter possessed so I can get a nice three bed. <laughs> <laughs> and then I fobbed off the NHS and got some new tits. Like that is daily star fodder, isn't it? Outrage. And, like, this is like. Obviously not true, because Peggy died. So Peggy the mum died in, like, 2003. So R.I.P. Like to a real one. Four years later. Only two years after Dusty. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wonder if Dusty's ever sort of, like... Dusty probably knows all about this. In heaven, that little guinea pig. <laughs> I bet, yeah. Crowded day Imagine at Imagine her, like, getting to, the, getting to the pearly gates and seeing everyone who died in 9-11. And, and being the, like, what's happening? She gets to the gates and sees a queue. <laughs> That's really insensitive, I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, you never know, it could be another one. Mm. Um, So, yeah, Peggy died in 2003, and she lived in that house until she died. Mm -hmm. So she obviously wasn't looking for a new council house, because she stayed there, like, forever. Um, And there's a picture of this house. Also, that's, again, British mums. This house has been terrifically haunted. My kids have been flung around, literally. But am I moving? Am I fuck? (laughs) I'm just gonna watch my programs <laughs> and know the neighbours. I don't need. I don't need the hassle. Exactly. Get that ghost gone, and then I'm, I'm sorted. I can get yeah. on with my life. I've just had new carpets put in. I'm not moving. I'm not moving. You fucking <laughs> like there are such that is so British, man. <laughs> um, and there's like a recent. <coughs> there's like a recent picture of this house, um, which is so it's just a normal like semi-detached house. Um, didn't look particularly, like, threatening or anything, but it now does because someone else has moved into it and has put a big sign in the front of the (laughs) window saying, Jesus House. I see. Yeah. Right, so that is threatening to me personally. (laughs) And the woman who lives in there said, the house used to be haunted, but not anymore. All right, that's very very defiant, isn't it? (laughs) Um, However, there's, like... Do you think a ghost comes to the house and goes, I'm going to haunt that one? Oh, wait, no. Jesus. Jesus House. I'll, Sorry. I'll, I'll go. I'll, and, I'll just. I'll go across the road. <laughs> um, well, I think one of the most like 
iconic people in this story is um is actually like a 19 year old media studies student who li- <laughs> who okay again you <laughs> she's called Jem. <laughs> and she says, how many times are you in this story amy <laughs> Jem, the media studies student who just happens to live next door to a levitating girl. Oh, this is like in the here and now. So like, this is... I didn't they had media studies in the 70s, did they? Oh, actually, that's Which very fair. like reading papers. Or, or the name Jem. <laughs> um, and Jem says, it does look creepy and on days it's foggy. I understand why it could be haunted. Um, Great input from Jem. <laughs> and then she says, um, but apparently there's like loads of tours that like come to this house of like <laughs> ghost watchers and like people who've seen the movies and, and stuff and they go and um, go and like visit and take pictures. And apparently Jem and her teenage sister used to prank tourists who were coming <laughs> to the house by like slamming a door and scaring them off. And they used to just like watch the tourists like run off in fear. <laughs> I like her. I love that. I love that. Um, Do we know Gem's sign? We don't know, but I, I reckon... It's Gemini. It sounds like it could be Gemini, couldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, only Geminis do media studies. <laughs> so, that's kind of the story of the Enfield Poltergeist. And, like, basically what happened was all the kids, like, grew up and had normal lives. Like, Janet stopped being haunted after a year and a half. Good for Janet. And then she just went on and had her own little life and, and stuff. And Is she still alive, alive today? Yeah, she's oh. got her own family. Um, she's still got those teeth. <laughs> um, Good for her. <laughs> and yeah, this story's been sort of brought to life in the media, um, like in The Conjuring 2, and there was a series called The Enfield Poltergeist, and it's like been, you know, the whole like demonic possession of a preteen mm-hmm. girl is such a trope that you yeah. can't even list all of it. You can't move from. Yeah. Um, so, what is it? Like, what, what is the explanation um, of the Enfield haunting? What do you reckon, James? So, all the pieces together, Janet and her sister do a Ouija board, summon the man who died in the armchair in the, in the downstairs room, who then possesses Janet. Not sure why Janet in particular, maybe because she's just a bit spunky. Mm. Um... She gets flipping, flipped around. The Sun newspaper comes and it calls her a slut, probably. Probably, probably like, I'm guessing, in the Hacks same way that... possession. Probably did hack her in some way. They definitely, like, hacked the telephones. But I'm sure as, she, as soon as she turned 18, just like Abelisa, they offered to do a Sun <laughs> topless photo shoot with her. And I'm... Levitating I would, with her tits out. Levitating with her tits out. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't get, would not put it past them, those shameless cunts. Um... The mum gets blamed, and it's like working class kind of stigma, all that shit. I think fair play it did fucking happen, and they were haunted, mm. and it's and they, do you know what? And it's finished, and they're like done with it. They probably don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, that's yeah. fair enough. It's moved on. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. 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 I I would I would be I wouldn't disagree with you at all. I think it's you know fair play it did happen. I think there's an explanation as to why it did mm-hmm. and why we just, like, move on. Yeah. Um, so, like, people were saying about Janet that she had, like, Tourette's or a mental health problem. She was having a bit of psychosis, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. I think it's important for us to think about Janet, age 11, Margaret, age 13, Jem from next door, who's <laughs> 19, like, all oh, kind teens. of, like, sassy teens or preteens. Mm-hmm. Um, loads of people thought Janet was faking it. But I actually think that Janet was 
just being an absolute preteen legend. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, there was no like hashtag content back in the 70s, was there? There was like the Exodus film and, and all of these like right. strikes and shit. Um, but Janet was like, oh no, I realise that people need entertaining. Um, and oh so God. she was like... In a pre-TikTok world. <laughs> creating content in a pre-TikTok world. <laughs> and she knows the value of a trend because she was like, do you know what? Year and a half, let's wrap this up. <laughs> she knew when it was finished. She was like chasing clout, yes. <laughs> but on the other hand, just creating good quality content for people. And to be fair, she did a fantastic job. Yeah. We're still talking about her in 2021. Yeah. They've made movies about her. They've made films about her. Classic. Like... She's she's just, you know, like, creating stories, creating movements, inspiring Dua Lipa to write that song, Levitating. I would assume about Janet, yeah. Yeah. Um, and actually, I think we've got to really respect her for that. Yeah. She's a content creator. She is a content creator. <laughs> Instead of TikTok, it was... <laughs> it was the original Hype House. <laughs> oh, my God. That was the Hype House. Yeah. <laughs> Janet is the Logan Paul of, <laughs> of astral teens in the 70s. Exactly. <laughs> and, oh my God, Bill Wilkins is Shane Dawson. Jen <laughs> <laughs> from next door is Trisha Paytas. Oh, she would be. She fucking would be. Uh, Gabby Hanna's all up in the, in the situation as well. Gabby Hanna's the younger sister. Gabby Hanna, by the way, you do know who Gabby Hanna is, don't you? Vaguely. She is a TikTok. Well, she was a Viner. She's now a TikToker. She's also, like, quite unwell, probably. Constantly does videos about how everyone wants to fuck her and how she's addicted to attention. She, I used to like her because she had a thing called The Gabby Show and it was all about her family's history of hauntings. It's actually really good. So you should, like, get involved with pre, pre-breakdown Gabby. Good content. But yeah, I love that for Janet. Mmm. Like, because teens love... Do you know what? Teens love content. They do. Teens love to create content. Teens love to be the centre of attention. They create the best content. Yeah. Like, she is doing something original, but also kind of using the influences of The Exorcist to keep us interested, keep us wanting more. People were turning up at her house, and she was, like, creating experiences for them. She's a creator. I mean, she's not the first. Like, Jeffree Star famously copied Buffalo Bill. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Shane Dawson's definitely Leatherface <laughs> and you know what like let him have it <laughs> had, like, she should have had some sponsored content deals you know yeah well like she probably did like I mean she it, did some, like the country she, she did get she did get the movie yeah that's yeah. quite good <laughs> so she's like the original teen she is the original teen content star yeah wow and I think we can all learn from Janet I have. I have today. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> oh, like, honestly. No one does content better than a teenager. Especially a teenager from Enfield. Exactly. North East London princess. Yeah. Love mm. that for her. Yeah. So there you go. There's a story <laughs> of the Enfield poltergeist um, and Janet and her like millions of followers. And literally, yeah. How to, su- how to survive a pre-social media world but still make everything about you. Icon. Absolute icon. Could only be a Scorpio. Lips are flapping. Scorpio dreaming. <laughs> Born under Scorpio skies, as PB Bridges says. <laughs> She's a cancer baby, but she got, she got Scorpio ways. 
sweetie. Um, thank you, Amy. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Um, oh. But you shouldn't thank me. You should just thank, thank Janet. Janet. Mm. Janet Hodgson. Ultimate legend. And, like, I guess all the, like, magicians and ventriloquists and stuff and whatever are, like, the modern-day drama channels. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Trying to tear her down. Like, doing all this, all that content about, like, pro- like screenshotting her problematic tweets. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's a picture of her jumping out of her bed. <laughs> yeah, this guy that like, has a tape recorder is basically, like, doing duets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, To the Sound of Body by Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah, here's her first collab. <laughs> That's Maurice Gross. Maurice Gross. And like, I think only described Janet as... That looks like an, like an America's Next Top Model sh- photo shoot, by the way. Yeah. Janet is perfectly positioned. She's absolutely gurning her head off. And Maurice looks fucking she weird. She looks like cottagecore as well, doesn't she? Oh, definitely. I would... Is she... Le- she's not lesbian. Um... She could be. I don't think she's a lesbian now, but she's got, like, strong queer vibes. As yeah. anyone who's haunted is queer. Oh, absolutely. The, the, the plane's a little bit thinner here. <laughs> the, the astral plane is that meme of Jeffree Star behind, like, a really, like, fate, like, a curtain, which I can see through curtain. <laughs> and the meme is always, like, my finger with the toilet paper when I'm wiping my ass. <laughs> That's the queers in the astral plane. <laughs> Go towards the light. <laughs> And the light being the, the light of your camera. Here's Janet now. On the right? On the left. On the left? The oh, who's on the right? That's her sister Margaret. Oh, uh, I don't like the look of Margaret. But I love Janet. love her bleach yeah, blonde. Great. She's got like bleach blonde hair, side fringe, puffer jacket. Is she still in Enfield? Yeah. We should go and find her. Janet, if you're listening, we would love to get you on the show. Oh my god, Janet, come on. But come on for, come on for Q&A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want your I want Janet second queue on. <laughs> or Nessie. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> there you go. Honestly, God fucking bless. God bless Janet. God bless Janet and God bless TikTok. And God bless teens. <laughs> Where would we be without them, honestly? Shout out to the Barbs, by the way. On, like the other day I was like, quite depressed and I just stopped doing my work at like 2pm and just watched um, there's a new YouTube channel I follow called Offensive Tea and it's a, a mad barb and it's all just like compiled memes and bullshit and like nonsense but from the perspective of like a gay boy that still definitely goes to school because it's a lot of school based content like <laughs> when the teacher leaves the class before recess or whatever <laughs> and oh my god it brought me so much joy see teens they're so good yeah I love them. Razor Frosty one for Janet. Not in a weird, I live next to a school way. And you do. Opposite. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for listening. Um, I hope you get haunted soon. Yeah. Um, And if you do, make some content out of it. Or why fucking bother? Do you know what? And just keep it sticky.